Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So go ahead and turn to Psalms 24. So in praying about his meetings and um, thinking about what we wanted to name it and um, we named it Pursuing His Presence, but really it's Pursuing Him and His Presence Follows. So that's really the focus of what I'm going to talk about this morning, and I've got a lot of amazing scriptures for you, so you may want to take a bunch of notes, because it'll really encourage you in your times alone with the Lord, and, and when we're together corporately. Amen? Amen. So Psalms 24.1, and it's kind of long. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has established it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him who seek his face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. So pastor was talking Sunday night about us being in position. God's positioning us and we need to be positioning us. And one thing that helps accomplish that is us seeking him. Amen? One of the definitions I looked up on, um, actually I looked up pursue. Pursue and seek are very similar. But pursue is to follow someone or something in order to catch them. Also, continuing to proceed along a path or a route. Continuing. We should be continuing to seek him. Continuing to seek fellowship with him. Amen? Have you guys ever lost something in your house? And, okay, sometimes you lose something and it's like, eh, I'll find it later. You know, that happens all the time. But sometimes you need to be somewhere, or you're going on a trip and you've lost your phone. You need to find it, because you need the GPS on it. You need the safety of it. You need your phone. How do you look for that phone when (laughs) you look as if your life depended upon it, (laughs) and you find it, don't you? How awesome would it be if we sought God in everything, every decision, Every day, like our lives depended upon it. Our lives do. Our lives belong to him. Amen? Praise God. Turn to Psalm 105. So I have a lot more scriptures, and I want to look at. The word has a lot to say about seeking him, seeking, pursuing. 
So Psalms 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing songs to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations. Turn to Hosea 6, 3. I have a bunch, a bunch of scriptures for you. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. You know, there's some things that we need to know that only come through seeking the Lord. He's got things that we have to have, but he's made it available. But we need to spend some time seeking him. Amen? Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. We've got a lot of promises in here. Amen? So how do you seek him? And I have like six points because I'm an Anderson also. <laughs> but I'm not going to, it's really not going to be that long. So first, number one is keep him first. Keep him first. That's a part of honoring him. Keep him first in everything. Everything. Every part of your life. Don't leave any part on the table. Give everything to him. Keep him for just purpose. When you wake up in the morning, talk to him first. Put him first. Number two, give attention to him. When we're in church, that scripture about worshiping and spirit and truth, if you're here raising your hands, but your mind is on your grocery list or where are you going to go to eat after, you're not worshiping in spirit and truth. That's not truth. Give all your attention. If you're here, be here. Have your mind stayed upon him. Be worshiping him in truth. Give him your all. Number three, give place to him. And what I mean by that is stay mindful of him. Stay mindful of him speaking to you wherever you go throughout your day. He wants to talk to you. He will talk to you throughout the day. But if you're not even, your mind is just, you're just too busy, you're not, you're not going to hear him like you could be. So stay mindful of him. Give place to him. Number four, be careful what you meditate on. Because whatever your mind is constantly on, it'll gain entrance to your heart. If you find yourself meditating on how aggravating your coworker is, and everybody, everybody goes through that. Just stop. Say, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be meditating. I'm not going to spend my day doing that. Just, just make that switch. Say, you know what? I'm just going to thank you, Lord. There's so much to be grateful for. So, so much. And I know for me, when I get in his presence, just that overwhelming, oh, you know, Lord, you made me. I mean, 
I exist because of you. I wouldn't have anything if it weren't for you. I mean, just, just, there's so much. Just be grateful. Tell him all the things that you're grateful for. Number five, ask him questions and expect answers. Amen? You know, I love it when my kids just ask questions. Just innocently, they're like, what, you know, how does that work? What about this? I always love the Hoskins boys. When, whenever we go on a youth trip or something, they're so full of, they, like, they have no shame. Like, they're, they're not embarrassed to ask anything about how things work, you know, and, and most about the Lord, and it's just so fun. I mean, I, I personally love it, and I know God loves it. When we're asking him questions, we're seeking him. Amen. Number six, don't settle. Don't just settle when you have a situation come up and you don't know what to do. It's so easy to just say, I, I, you know something's not right, and you, but you don't know what to do, and you haven't got your answer yet, so you just go along with whatever you know to do. It's easy to settle. Do not settle. If the Holy Spirit says, don't go somewhere, and you don't know what to do, and, and just give, you know, take some time. Take some time. Don't just motor through it. God will give you the direction you need. And maybe you just need to take the next step and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? He will give you direction. We have promises on that. Amen? Let's read a few more. Psalms 119. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Psalm 119.9. Here's some pages turning. I'll try to slow down, sorry. <laughs> How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Turn to Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there you will seek the Lord God. You will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. I'm going to read that one again. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. You will find him. You will find your answer. We have promises from God on this. Turn to Isaiah 55, 6. We have so many scriptures, so many promises. Scriptures exhorting us encouraging us to seek him, seek him in everything, and the promises that he will, he will answer us. Amen? Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him, call upon him while he is near. Seek the Lord while he is found. This is a perfect scripture for every person alive on this earth. Because if they, someone dies without Christ, that time to seek him is over. Seek him while he may be found. Amen? 
Jeremiah 29, 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I, there it is again, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. Turn to Psalm 74, 70, verse 4. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Psalms 9, 10. Psalms 9, verse 10. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Psalms 27, 13. I told you I had a lot. You're going to have a lot to draw from after this. Psalms 27, 13, and 14. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When you choose to seek or wait on the Lord, there is great reward. It's so, so, so worth it. Turn to Matthew 6. I have Psalm 27 in here too, another part, but just write down Psalm 27, 13, which you had before. Actually, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up in here. Psalm 27. Yeah, I want to read more of it. There's a little bit more. Let me see if I can find it really quick. All right, never mind. I'll, I'll come back to that. So you're in Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God. That's the part I was talking about, putting him, putting him first in everything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Hebrews 11.6, God will reward you. He will take care of you. He will bless you. He'll take care of your needs. He knows what's on your heart. He knows what you need for the everyday. I am... Um, made a real purpose. I'm such a thinker. I mean, I go to the movies, and my mind's not on the movie. I'm thinking about everything else. That's why Greg always wants to go to the movies. I'm like, I don't want to go. It's a waste of money, because I can, <laughs> I can think at home for free. And 
Well, he didn't understand that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So if I go, I'm going for him. So, but it's terrible. But I'm getting better. Trying to, you know, not have an undisciplined mind. So, but I, I took a few days recently and I'm like, because I'm such a planner. Okay, what, you know, what, what am I going to get from the store? What am I going to do? you know, for dinner, you know, I just, just, I like to have things planned out and have it thought through, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do that. These, these are just things, they're not that big a deal, not that I'm just going to live vicariously wild and, you know, let everything fall apart in my home. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but it was, it was a little nerve-wracking, and, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to put God first. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use all my brain power all day and not be thinking about him and putting him first. And I'm going to stand on that scripture. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God first, and the things that I need for my day are going to happen. And it was the best day ever. God just showed through. It was like one of those days where, like, you forget your lunch, and then someone walks up and is like, hey, I got this extra lunch, you know, and I don't know how many times I've had that happen. God just takes care of me. All those little things that you worry about and that you're thinking about. and I mean, he just showed me. You don't have to spin your wheels constantly planning. God's so good. He's so faithful. Amen. Are you guys in Hebrews? Did I already read that one? No. Okay. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. He is a rewarder of those who seek him. Here's some more scriptures about God as a rewarder. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. If you're seeking, you're finding. You will, and when you're finding, you're finding God, and you'll be knocking in all the right places. You won't be knocking on the wrong doors. You'll be knocking on the right doors, and God will be opening up things for you beyond what you could ever even imagine. And it's supernatural. Amen? God's so good. He'll open supernatural doors for you that you could never open on your own. Never. Just by seeking him. He's going to take care of you that way. By putting him first. Amen? Deuteronomy 4, 29. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. And that sounds, you know, it might sound like a lot to someone. All my heart and all my soul, but it's really not. We owe him what he did for us. It's like the littlest thing we could do, we could offer back to him. He's done so, so, so much. We should be able to drop everything at a moment's notice and just honor him and just thank him when when we purpose to have those times to seek him to wait upon him to honor him amen turn to first peter 5 6 it's not too much to ask for all your heart and all your soul 
We belong to him. Amen? So 1 Peter 5. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Humble in yourself just means uh, when Abraham would come to God, he'd say, I come to you as dust and ashes. He just recognized he wouldn't even be there if it weren't for God. He knew, he knew God as creator. He knew the stories of Adam and Eve. He knew, he knew it and he had it in his heart and he never forgot it. We should do that too when we come to him. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Isaiah 44, 3. Love this one. For I will, so we have so many promises. These are promises. I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the watercourses. That's a good scripture for if you're, you're believing God for your children. Put God first in everything. He's going to take care of your offspring. He's promising to take care of them. Put him first. Show them you're putting him first. Amen. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So how do you qualify for this? You just have to be listening. You're seeking God. You're waiting on God to speak to you, getting answers from him, listening, listening for him. I myself can be so impatient. I've had to learn. Be patient, wait, and God will answer me. Because if I want an answer, like right away. And I've learned, be patient. I ask God, and I'm going to ask him in faith, and I know I'm going to get my answer. And it might be later on in the day. That's fine. It may be when I have time later to really spend some time with him. Sometimes it's just like it's instant. You know, I'm in the shower, and I'm by myself. I'm just worshiping the Lord. I ask him something, and it's just instant, just drops on the inside. But it's not always instant. There's times when we should be patient and wait. Amen? Turn to Revelations 3, 19. So I had written down, like, a bunch of people who were rewarded for putting God first and seeking him, but I don't know... um, I don't know for time's sake that I want to spend too much time on it, but I do have several really quick. Um, Mary was, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was the first person that actually came up in my heart when I was thinking about people who were rewarded for putting God first. You know, she kept his ways. She had to be putting him first. She had to have been someone who sought the Lord in her life and putting him first. And I'd say she was rewarded. I mean, she was rewarded with a child, but not only a child, the child, <laughs> the son of God. I mean, what an honor. What a reward. Um, the disciples, you know, it wasn't an accident that they were picked. They weren't just random guys fishing <laughs> on the shore. 
And Jesus is like, I'll take that one, and I'll take that one. That's not, it's not how it happened. I guarantee you he walked past several, and he knew who to go to. You know, they were seeking him. They knew Messiah was coming. They were ready. They had put him first. They were ready. They were eagerly, earnestly looking for him. And then there he was. I mean, what a reward. They got to work for him, you know, side by side. So Abraham was someone else that came up. Um, God told him to move. And I mean, I talked, uh, taught on Abraham, I think it was, I might have been a few years ago at this point. I don't know if I did it in here, did I do it in here, or was it just in the youth? And I talked about how he came from a really good place. It was actually, we picture him living in tents and like living really rough in the desert. And he was in like a city. He had a lot of creature comforts. He had one of the best cities at the time. And God said, get up and move. And he did it. He didn't know exactly where he was going, what he was going into. Was he rewarded for putting God first? His relationship with God was so good, so close. I mean, he would say, Lord, what about this? What about these people? And God would say, okay, I'll do it for you. What a close relationship. What a reward for putting God first. So Daniel in the lion's den, he put God first. He got thrown in the lion's den. It's like getting thrown in jail today, you know, for putting God first. I mean, obviously, this is worse. <laughs> but what a testimony when he came through on the other side. But that wasn't, that's not just his reward. He had visions of the future that were phenomenal. You can go back and read in the Bible. I mean, what a reward. He got to see things way beyond his time and have it recorded. And it's amazing. What a reward. And Mary also, I have heard her twice, Mary who went now, okay, forgive me for not knowing which Mary. I assume this was Mary Magdalene who went to the burial site seeking Jesus after he was gone. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but wasn't completely sure. She went there. She went in, and she, like, fell to her knees, and he was gone. And she, was, she went there seeking him. She went there. She was going to, you know, take care of She knew he was gone, but she still went there. She was still seeking after him. She gets there, and he's gone, and she's, like, upset because they think someone's just stolen the body, and I don't know where Jesus was at that moment, but I know he, he roamed the earth for a while. You can go back and read it, but he met her there. He shows up. I wish I had time to read the whole story. He shows up, and he's like, what are you worried about? I'm right here. I mean, how amazing. Like, imagine how she felt at that moment. My Lord, you know, you're here, you're here, here, you're, you just died, and now you're here, and I can talk to you. I mean, she sought after him even after he was gone and was rewarded, amen? So Revelations 3.19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. 
Therefore, be zealous, which is, I looked it up, great energy in pursuit of an objective. Be zealous and repent. Revelation 3.20. Let's have great energy in pursuit of God. Amen? Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. He will come to you. He will show up if you seek him. Amen? 3.21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Talk about rewarding. We're seated with Christ. What a reward. Just to be his child, if that's not mind-blowing enough. We get to be seated. Seated. We're up there. We're seated with Christ. Amen? And here's the scripture I read earlier. This one stood out the most to me of all of them. Psalms 24, 6 through 10. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift, hey, where's Michael? Michael, you can go ahead and come up. Who, the generation, where is it? The generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord. Who is this guy? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. This is Jacob. We should be called the generation of those who seek him. That should be us. One of the things that we should be known for, a generation that sought God, sought God in everything, put him first in everything. Wouldn't you love to be known as that person? Somebody comes to you and needs something, and they're like, oh, I know they're going to take it before the Lord. They're going to put him first. So one last scripture, and this one's a biggie. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. He will manifest himself to us. He's promising us. And, and in reference to the scripture, what is, what is the one command we have in the New Testament that encompasses everything that we need? Walk in love. It's the love walk. When we do that, he's making a promise to us. He will manifest himself to us. He's making that promise to us. When you choose to seek him, his presence will show up. We're not seeking, um, we're not seeking for experiences. 
we're not looking for, we're not seeking for like things to happen. We're just seeking him. We're seeking him. We're seeking him through his word and mighty, mighty things can happen for you. His presence can be so heavy and so strong at times. Other times, it may not seem as strong, but you've spent time praying, seeking God, honoring him, and then later in your day, things have just dropped on the inside of you. You didn't even realize how much you got. That's why I love um, on Monday nights we have quite a few young moms who bring their kids and bring their babies. They're in the presence of God. They are being influenced by God. They're being influenced by the anointing. They're being influenced by his presence. They're hearing words of God coming out of their parents when they're praying. They are influenced. Amen? God is so, so faithful. You know, his presence is custom-made. How many of you guys love custom? <laughs> I feel like everyone in this age just loves custom. Custom everything. Custom coffee. You know, custom everything in your car. His presence is custom made for you. It has exactly what you need at that time. And be ready for whatever it is. Come hungry. Come to God hungry. You know when you're hungry, you're not as picky about what's on the plate? You're not. You're really, really hungry. You're going to eat everything on that plate. Even if it's something a little corrective, God knows what you need. He knows you need the green beans sometimes and the broccoli. Come hungry to him. He will meet you. And he'll do it exactly tailor-made for you. So let's, you know, God's here. God's here. He's, we've proven in his word. He's always ready to meet you when you're ready to meet him. Let's be known as that generation who sought God, who put him first. Why don't you guys go ahead and stand with me to your feet? Let's take some time this morning. Let's raise our hands. Let's honor God. Let's take some time this morning. You know, seeking God and getting in his presence, it can, it can, God can manifest in many different forms. You know, it can be worshipful. It can be joyful. You can be weeping. I don't know how many times I get before God in my bedroom and I'm just, can't contain the tears just so overwhelmed at what he's done for me. Just taking a nobody. I mean, he'll, he can take nothing and make something great and give a person purpose. That's just how good he is. Let's just raise our hands. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor you. I heard the Spirit of God say, you thought you couldn't do it, but you can. You thought it wouldn't work, but it will. 
You thought it was too late, but it's not. You thought you messed up for the last time, but you didn't. So rise up and believe what God says, and you'll see what you thought was impossible will happen. For this is the hour and this is the day where the answer from heaven will come. And it will come through those who will say, Lord, I will do it. And as you step out in faith, you'll see you will be changed. You'll be turned into a different person than you thought you could ever be. Where you thought you couldn't go, you'll be well equipped to, to not just start, but to finish the journey. For there is a fresh anointing, a new season, so to speak. So dress appropriately. Change your attire so that you are able to move in the way that I am telling you. You're not too young. Oh, don't be afraid. He'll fill your mouth. He'll give you the words that will turn the light on where darkness has tried to stay. I think I want all of you young girls to come up here. And I just want to lay my hands on you because, uh, you know, the Bible says that his word is like a fire shut up in your bones. And if you just let it out, now listen, let it out. You are right on time. You were not born at the wrong time. You were born for such a time as this. Don't let somebody tell you, you can't do that. If God has said, I want you to do it, then you just listen to what he says and he'll show you how to get the job done. I was 19 years old when I started in Shekinah glory, 19. Well, actually, yeah, 29, 30, 49, 59, so that's 40. I'm 62, so, so that's four, almost 43 years ago, yeah. And I'm just telling you, if you will obey in what you know to do, God will cover you with what you don't know. Don't be overwhelmed with what you don't know. Just obey in what you do know. When she said, Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God, seek and uh, his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Verse 34 says, take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about what's coming. In fact, the Message Bible, and in the King James, it says, for sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. That's like, thank you very much for telling me that. 
There's a lot of, but what he says, I like it in the message, Bible. It says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Right now. Because if you give your attention to what he's doing right now, he'll prepare you for what's coming. You're not ready for it yet, but you will be. How will you be ready? By giving your attention to what he's doing right now. You understand? Now, I'm telling you, there's some unique doors opening for you. It's not just for you, but I just felt I wanted to pray with you right now since she gave me the opportunity. And I believe. Romans 1, Paul said, I long to see you that I might impart to you some spiritual gift that you would be established so I'm going to lay my hands on you because you see what God calls you to do. He equips you supernaturally to do it. You don't have to understand faith always, everything about how's he going to do it, understand how he's going to do it to be in faith. It's okay. You don't know everything, but you're following the one who does. You understand? Don't sabotage yourself. Don't stop too soon. When she read about how God told Abraham, you know, get out. Of, he left to, follow, to go to the place God called him to. If you read the verses before, before he ever told Abram to go, Terah, his father, was called to go to Canaan. But he stopped in Haran, a good place. Oh, I like this. This is nice. But that wasn't where he, that wasn't his destination. You will be tempted to stop. But remember what the word of God says and pick it back up. And if you camp out for a while, say, okay, thank you, Lord, for helping me to hear again. If you can hear what he's saying, if you still hear him, he says you can obey him. If you hear what he's saying, move when you hear. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.